Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Bill Michaels show Ryan Horvath filling in for Bill. Bill will be back with you guys tomorrow. Evan Happelfinger producing the show. I, I Evan, uh, really quick, I've never quite understood. Is this Pipple? Honestly, I have no clue at all. When I think Bill Michaels, he does have like five or six Pitbull songs. As he's got bars. a lot of Pitbull in this playlist. Yeah. When I think Bill Michaels, I don't exactly think Mr. Three Hundred Five. But oh my gosh! All right. Well, we're going to welcome in now Eric Name on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Eric, are you a big Pitbull fan? Also, Happy New Year, my man. Oh, yeah. Big, oh, yeah. Big Mr. Big, 305 big, fan? No, I'm, he's fun. Uh, I'm a big fan of the, of the song Timber uh, with Kesha and Pitbull. But oh, yeah. beyond that, no, I don't, I don't have strong uh, Pitbull thoughts. So you're around my age. What do you do on New Year's Eve now? Did you go out last night or did you just kind of hang out back at home? No, so I went out. Did you go hard? I'm okay right now, uh, but I, I went pretty good. Okay, yeah, because I'm talking to Heffelfinger is like 23, 22 years old, so he was out all night last night playing drinking games. I drank two bottles of champagne. That's how boring I am because I have a six-year-old and my wife. We just sat back because I had to do six hours of solo radio today. And I woke up, I felt like uh, I felt like trash for like the first hour. And I was like, man, I'm getting old. And I remember when New Year's <laughs> Eve used to be fun. Last night, my wife was asleep at like 11.15, and I'm watching Ryan Seacrest, and I was just thinking, what has my life become? Like, I'm too young for this still. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not a big New Year's Eve guy. Like I I do like to go out and have a good time, but New Year's Eve just like isn't. I don't know. There's just so many people, and everyone makes such a big deal out of it, and it's not for me. It's overrated. It's expensive. Oh, the Bucks back in action tonight, taking on the Timberwolves. They're 18 point favorites, which is in the NBA, it's ridiculous. Now I know Carl Anthony Towns has been dinged up, and Andrew Wiggins as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on this game tonight for the Bucks taking on a bad Timberwolves team? Are we going to see everybody, any load management tonight, or is everybody going to be a full go? Yeah, I think everyone's going to be, uh, well, maybe not Wesley Matthews. We'll, we'll have to see on him. Uh, we'll have to see what they end up deciding uh, to do with him. But beyond that, uh, I mean, I think they want to try to get everyone back to full health. So, uh, obviously, Bledsoe came back last game against the Bulls, and uh, I think you'll see him again. Giannis is working through some back issues. Uh, I mean, I think in an ideal world, all those guys play 20, 25 minutes tonight and they take care of business and beat up on the Wolves. And it's just, you know, getting everyone back and, and getting back into the the rhythm of the season. But uh, we'll have to we'll have to watch and see. But, yeah, I mean, I think Bledsoe was on a minutes restriction last game. He played 16 minutes. Bud said after the game that was about exactly where they wanted him. So I assume he was 15 to 20 minutes last time, even though, but would never actually uh, divulge that information, what his actual minute restriction was. But I guess it was probably 15 and 20 last time. I guess maybe 20 to 25 for him tonight. Uh, so in an ideal world, they just take care of business, and that's all they need them for. But we'll, we'll see what ends up happening against this Wolves team. 
I've been really, I'm back on the Eric Bledsoe bandwagon after the Eastern Conference Finals. He had 15 points, like you just said. He only played 16 minutes, missed eight games with a fractured right leg. So I thought he looked pretty good for his first game back. You brought up the minutes restriction. I was going to ask you about that. How was he feeling after that game? You know, I mean, you miss a couple weeks, you get back out there, you're running full court. I know that sometimes you're a little bit sore after. Is he feeling pretty good, Bledsoe? I mean, as as he talked about it after the game, he said he felt pretty good. Uh, and I... I guess the tough part is just you only can kind of listen to him and what he says. And uh, after the game, Bud didn't give us much detail about, you know, how he thought it went for Bledsoe or what he was thinking uh, with Bledsoe. So uh, Bledsoe said it was good after the game, said he felt good. But, you know, I took a picture of his his knee wrapped up heading from uh, the locker room to the court on at the start of the third quarter. And, I mean, that, it was a pretty serious wrap on his right knee. And, you know, Blood said that that's what they have to do to make sure that he's good to go and make sure it stays loose and warm and uh, they don't have any problems with it. But um, at, you do have to wonder exactly how well any of that is, is going to go. Like, you, you do have to wonder if, that, if it's just going to be okay. But uh, he said he was fine, and, you know, I, I – that's all we can really base it off of. So I think he'll be okay. But, uh, again, it's just another spot where we'll have to see. Chris Middleton had 25 against the Bulls, yet still people just not the biggest Chris Middleton fans. Giannis, 23 points, 10 boards after he missed two games with a sore back. I just think that the Bucks right now have the deepest team in the NBA. We had Kendrick Perkins on on Friday. Now he's with Radio.com, NBA Insider. Everybody obviously knows, former NBA player. And he continues to bring up Philadelphia. And I go back to the Christmas Day game. I don't think Philly's shooting 48% from three or whatever the hell it was. In a seven-game series, uh, you, you look around the Eastern Conference, I'm kind of surprised by Miami. I really like what they're doing, and I can't believe I'm saying that because I've never been the biggest Jimmy Butler fan. Who scares you the most in the Eastern Conference right now as you sit back and you watch these games on League Pass when you get a night off? like Who do you think the Bucks' biggest competition is? Is it still Philadelphia? Yeah, I think it's Philly. I also think, I don't know, it, it's just a... It, it continues to be the same story with everyone else in the NBA is... Everyone wants to say, oh, this team could beat the Bucks, that team could beat the Bucks. Like it's more fun to dream up possibilities of the Bucks losing than it is to just say like the Bucks are the favorite, they're the best team in the East. Like that that is not compelling. Uh, and uh, I mean, I'm someone who's done radio before. You're doing radio right now. Like we we all understand that if you're doing radio or TV or even if you're writing like me, like it's more interesting to write about the possibility of something we don't know than it is to write about the possibility of what we know. And what we know is that the Bucks are really good and the Bucks are the best team in the Eastern Conference. So to me, that, that remains to be true, but I do think it is Philly. Like you, you just look at uh, the size that they have defensively uh, and the way that they can defend it, you go up and down that roster. Josh Richardson's really good defensively. Ben Simmons is all NBA defense. Joel Embiid is defensive player of the year type stuff. Al Horford's a really strong defender. Uh, Tobias Harris is probably their weakest point, but even he's pretty solid defensively. So when you think about how the Bucks lost to the Raptors last year, they lost to them because that team just had a bunch of really talented defenders that could really put it on Giannis for for the, an entire seven-game series. And that is what I think the Sixers can do. I don't think any of the other teams can do 
anything like that. Like the Celtics have weak points throughout their roster, whether it's Kemba Walker, whether it's their centers. Uh, you're going to be able to find weak points for them defensively. Uh, the Heat defend Giannis really well, but I don't think they have enough offense to, to score with the Bucks. So there's other teams out there that, you know, the, the Bucks are, are going to have to worry about, but it, it really is, to me, all about the Sixers, and that would be the team that I think could ultimately end up being the Bucks. This is why I always enjoy having you on because you understand the NBA and how it works. Like I feel like because the Bucks are good for the first time and for so long last year winning 60 games when nobody expected it. People don't understand how the NBA works. Like even in 95-96 when the Bulls won 72 games, they lost 10 games. They lost to a bad Nuggets team. Like you're going to it's the NBA. It's an 82 game season. You're going to have off nights. It's just how the NBA works. But when you look at like the supporting players on this team, George Hill has been so damn good this year. I mean, what, what are we, that's a discount that you got George Hill back on, especially look at the three-point shooting. You can play on the ball, off the ball. But Ursan's been playing on a whole other level as well. Do you think the supporting cast for the Bucks is good enough uh, come playoff time, or do you think this team's maybe a piece away where if there is somebody, a veteran, that's around during deadline time, which I can't even think of a name of anybody that would be around, do you think the Bucks still need to make a move, or do you think that this, especially what you're seeing right now from the supporting cast, do you think they're good enough to stay as is? I don't know if the Bucks need to make a move, but I do think, you know, you look at the possibility of the Bucks winning or whatever, and let's say that they're the the favorites uh, across the entire league, and let's say it's like a 23% chance that they win the whole thing right now. Uh, you want to make that number bigger, right? Like right. You, you, you want to find a way to be more sure that you can get through it. Like if the Bucks play the Sixers, I think probably – 65% of the time, the Bucks are winning that series. I think John Horse would be a lot more comfortable if that number was 70 or 75%. So they're, they're going to continue to look, and they're going to continue to see uh, what they can do from a, a trade perspective and see if they can really push this team over the top. It, it's just really tough with kind of what they have uh, because they have a number of big contracts and then uh, a whole bunch of small contracts. Like a, a lot of the guys that, you're, that I think people would think to trade like that eight through 13 on the roster, you know, whether it's DJ Wilson, Dante DiVincenzo, Sterling Brown, like whoever the young guy is that the other team would want in a package, those guys don't make a lot of money. So then you have to start thinking about, okay, can we put in or something like this, $7 million? Is it going to be uh, Eric Bledsoe's $17 million? Like how do you actually construct a trade for one of those veterans that you're talking about? Because most of those veterans make, you know, between ten and twenty dollars, or ten to twenty million uh, per season. So you have to find a way to get there. So I think the Bucks will look. John Horst has always been very aggressive. Uh, so I think he'll be aggressive once again on the trade front. But uh, the tough part is trying to figure out what is it that actually helps out. Like, do you do you want to grab some more shooting? I, I think you can always find guys that are, you know, more. Uh, I guess more steady, more consistent as shooters. The, this Bucks team shoots a lot of threes, but they're only in about middle of the pack as far as the accuracy goes from deep. So if you get another dead-eye shooter, like that's, that's the kind of thing that you'd be looking at. You can never have enough big wings in, in the playoffs to defend all sorts of guys. So can you find a guy like that? It, bigs, like they're pretty solid there. Is, is it, you know, an upgrade from Eric Bledsoe where you actually move Eric Bledsoe for a different point guard? Like finding actual moves that can move the needle, I think it's pretty tough because this team really is very well built and, and very well constructed. 
Right, and I know that people were a little bit down on, on Brooke Lopez, for example, in the beginning of the year when he's not shooting the ball, but they don't look at the defensive rating. And you brought up Eric Bledsoe, and for some reason everybody keeps throwing him in these hypothetical or these fake trades. But you, could, you, what, could you see Bud actually wanting to move Eric Bledsoe? Because he just seems so important. I know he had a rough Eastern Conference Finals. He kind of disappeared against the Raptors. But for what he does on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, we saw it in his absence in the game against Philadelphia. They probably don't shoot 45% or whatever it was if he's on the perimeter defending. I, could you see them actually moving on from Eric Bledsoe? Because I just think he's a Bud guy. Yeah, Bud does love Bud, so there's no doubt about that. I, I think the the tough part for all of this is for the Bucks to actually upgrade this roster and to actually get better and to move that needle where I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, I think there's probably two types of move they two types of moves they can make. One is for you know, a veteran that's like a really solid seventh or eighth in your rotation where you package together some of the guys that are eight through 13 on this roster and make sure that you get like someone that can really play. So like a guy like JJ Redick, maybe uh, always comes to mind for me where it's just like, all right, that's a dead eye shooter. You can do a lot of the same things that you already do. You're not going to lose too much defensively. He's playoff proven. Okay. So you do something like that. And the other move is the, the trade that the Raptors made last year when they were traded for Marcus Salt. Yeah. They decided that, you know, Valanciunas was a Raptors guy. They had figured out exactly how to use him. He had really come on strong as a big off the bench, and everything kind of made sense for them. And then they said, all right, we like Valanciunas. I think we're pretty good with Valanciunas. But if we can get Marcus Salt, that can give us, uh, you know, just that much more and give us that more uh, – that a little bit more certainty that we're going to be a contender at the end of the year. So those are the types of moves. And uh, to me, it really would be Bledsoe is kind of the spot where, where you could see the Bucks making that type of move. But to me, those are the only two types of moves. Either it's for a veteran or it's a, Mar- a Marcus All type trade that the Raptors did last year. Eric, thanks a lot, man, for giving us some time on a holiday. Enjoy the rest of your New Year's Day. Enjoy the game tonight. Sounds good. See you guys. Thanks, bud. That's Eric Name. You can find his work on The Athletic. He joined us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. For 80-plus years, they've been getting it done. Call them at 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.